class because i had a foods class and i love the foods class Wait, because blah, 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 i love fucking food Wait, right? the, the the foods class yeah in high school there was a foods class near the end of the day did it take the place of like back in my day it was called home economics uh i, I guess it was high school yeah and it was an elective class and uh I took sounds like home ec. because i loved home ec and i liked making pasta and and tomato <laughs> sauce and all kind of shit and the teacher liked me the best because I was really into it. I wasn't just taking it just for an easy A, because it was an easy A. But I would stay over and make sauce and make all kind of stuff. And just like, yeah, okay, good. I got a student who actually likes this shit. And sure as shit, every assembly would always be during foods class. It was the end of the day. It was the end of the day. That's, that's the end of the day. Sh- should have taken math at the end of the day. Barry knew. No, no, they only have math at the beginning of the day. For oh, yeah, some they were not Their brains weren't working. Yeah, well. what's that about? They, <laughs> put the, they put the end of the day shit at the end of the day so they could cancel it for their <clears throat> don't do drugs. Yeah. Campaigns. Yeah, good morning, kids. You're groggy and half awake. You don't get the benefit of coffee yet. Have some calculus. Did, did Up With People yeah. ever visit your school? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. What is yeah, that? yeah, yeah. What is that? And we also had, I don't know. I Hold don't know. on. This is like a collective I, thing I'm not privy to. What is I'm this? I'm not either. Uh, up With People was like, oh. It was, up With People was a traveling show choir that you had to yeah. pay to be a part of. Yeah. Oh. Up, up With and People. They, oh, my God. You know the song. Wherever you go. Holy shit. What the hell is up with? What? It would be an assembly. Everyone would go to the auditorium, and then you would watch this production show of kids your age uh, dancing and singing and po- about positivity. Ew! Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and then, Fuck but them. but the thing, it was also a recruitment tool to try to get the drama kids. Yeah. And so they would say, "Oh, if you want to be a part of us, here's information." And it turns out you have to pay like a few thousand dollars to go. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those wander uh, with them. Pay pay to play things. Yes. Ugh. Ew. Wow. I had friends in school that fell prey to that. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Screw that. Oh. See, my school was overseas, so we just had bomb scares. Oh, nice. So, so you didn't have the uh, you didn't have the middle aged uh, middle aged trampoline clown guy with his eighteen uh, year old uh, nubile assistant with the horror makeup. What in the hell school did you go to? <laughs> yeah, really. Southern California Boy, back sounds, in the 70s, kids. That oh. sounds like a California school. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 726. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Vlarg. With Professor Biggs, and traumatized we- by trampoline clowns. I don't think that bottle. was traumatizing at all. <laughs> no, I, I think that was an awakening. And we're here to talk week in horror, apparently. <laughs> I, think, I think somebody's balls dropped after that <laughs> Steve went she, in a boy she, and he came out a man. She, she took one bounce and I was like, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what assemblies did you have, Barry? Oh, you know, like the anti-drug stuff. Boy, that didn't take. And, uh, you know, don't drink and drive again. And then you know, just all the, the regular stuff. But we didn't have up with people. That is the You see them wherever shit. you go. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to encourage you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, 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 I remember 
kids at the fair raising money to go join up with people. Wow. Right. It was it was a cult. What a fact. <laughs> wow. Fuck that. <laughs> See, and here's the thing that kills me is you would think parents would have been wise to that after they put their elementary grade kids in some kind of showbiz program. Oh, no. Oh, no. Barry's putting on a, a white three-piece suit. He's, he's, grabbing the, he's grabbing the Nerf gun. Of course they're not making it work. What, how did you get Michelle Pfeiffer in a hot tub in here? I didn't know he had a sister, much less fucked her. Oh. Right. Allow the narrator to explain what's happening. Uh, my wife... Uh, uh, my wife usually sends snacks to the show. Is like, is I have a good, good time, everybody. Good luck. We need it. And so this time she sent some Greek cookies that are absolutely drowning in powdered sugar. Fuck Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Not only drowning in powdered sugar, and I mean drowning, like the. You bite into them and they explode almost yeah. of cake. Barry, there's no give to them. Barry's part of the table looks like Tony Montana's desk. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm sure it's all in my beard. When, well, actually, when you no. heard when you heard the screaming just then, powdered sugar was erupting from his mouth <laughs> like some gross volcano. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like a Colombian volcano. Uh, oh, we're going to give you a Colombian volcano if you don't tell us what we want to know. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> Barry's so, like, bring it. Uh, gentlemen, what uh, geeky things you do this week? Uh, Barry, you had to have done something. Uh, did you play any monster fuck games or anything? Yeah, I kind of did. I'm still, I haven't gotten around to playing it the way you want. It wants me to play it. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the review of Barry's steamer, but this is an update. Um, so oh, I have an update. I, what the hell does that even mean? I'll tell you after the show. That's threatening. What? <laughs> so, like, you know, day after the show, two days, you know, Todd's busy. He's doing shit. He's got a busy life. And so I don't I don't expect to get the game yet. I get it, get it when, I, when I get it. But I've had a lot of downtime because Deb's mom's been in town, right? So we've just been staying home a lot and hanging out, you know, as one does. So I'm like, where's my monster fuck game? I got to play this. I got time to play this shit now. Finally, when he gives it to me in the weekend, I'm like, all right, I get up early on a Saturday. I'm going to make breakfast in an hour. I'm like, yeah, I'll try and play this. The first, then this is the part I can report on. The first part of the the game, you, you go in and it's always like a girl goes into the woods. Okay. Okay. And she acts just as dumb as human humans could possibly act. This is the dumbest human being I'm playing, and he, and there's three of them, and it's like, okay, you're in the woods, and then you hear something, a monster, and it's like. Do, what do you do? Do you listen to music? What type of music do you listen to? I'm like, okay, do you listen to jazz or metal or whatever? So I'm like, all right, let's play some jazz. Great. Okay. Do you have a snack? Yes, I have a snack. A monster appears. What do you do? I run the fuck away like a like a normal human being would. I'm like, I don't want any part of this shit. Ain't nobody got time for monsters. So <laughs> you're not being very sex positive. Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> and then I get an achievement. So and so ran away. <laughs> so, uh, is that it? Okay. And I, I, so it's clear to me that the game wants me to choose the other, the thing that is not 
what normal people would do. <laughs> it's just a so lesson like, in intimacy, apparently. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I do it with the second one. The second one does the same thing. You're in the woods, or so you're playing cards with your friends, and he gets bored. You go for a walk. Hey, there's a monster. He's kind of sexy looking. He's giving you the sexy eyes. I'm like, why don't you come in my cave with yeah, me wait, and look wait, at wait, some wait. rocks? Slower, slower. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you come in my cave and look at my rocks? Barry, and I'm like, do it I'm gonna like, get the fuck out of here is what I'm going to do, motherfucker. So I ran, and I get achievement for that. <laughs> and the third one's the same. All right, th this game's uh, reward system needs some work <laughs> if it's going to get what it wants out of the player. Technically, I have beat this game three times <laughs> with each of the three stories, so I don't need to play it anymore. Now, for Todd's sick amusement, I will. I will make the choice <laughs> That Torgo would make, which is, yes, I'll fuck that monster. <laughs> I, I, I love that he's uh, trying to put his kinks off on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty One transparent. He's, he's going to do the sexy stuff for me. Right, One right. Like, I'm, I'm sunbathing or something with some some dumbass. She, God, she's so, all these women are, just the, 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 this is not sex, po this is not woman positive, because the decisions you're making are so stupid. I'm seeing a lot of white claw on this. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Drink a white claw or six, then play this game. And then <laughs> the monster's like, here, have a flower. No, have a pine cone. No, have a stick. No, have a rock. No, have this other flower. No, and I'm like, no, I don't want your shit. You're a monster. Can I run? Finally, he goes away. And I get an achievement. <laughs> well, I've earned, I've earned three achievements for doing what normal people would do. Now, this week, I will do what abnormal people Torgo-esque people, one might say, would do in this situation and fuck the monsters. <laughs> now, that said... He knows me so well. Uh, let's see. What else did I do? I played some fucking games. Uh, that's about it. Oh, I played some Civ. Played a lot of Civ. Wow. Finally got to play some Civ with Atomic Gumby, who can really play that game, man. Yeah. He's good at it. He's about as good as I am. He's... he's if not more, probably. Wow. Um, t record that, folks, because that's... We did just record it. What the oh. fuck do you think we're oh, doing? Oh, okay, good. That's the whole thing we've been doing wow. for 12, 14 years. Anyway. I forgot to hit record. Sorry, <laughs> we got to start over. <laughs> oh, oh, dang. I also played with Steve. So this is back to fucking the monster? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like fucking a monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's the power bottom? He's just so <laughs> slow to this. this okay. Yeah, All right. Got, I oh, got I beef. Got. I got beef. You got beef? Yes. Okay. Why don't you bring that beef to the game? Yeah, oh. <laughs> oh, the, the game You're was bringing what? sizzling to the game. <laughs> the game is what gave me the beef. So, Mr. Impatient over here. Where did it put the beef? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'd like to put it. Uh, I, Sorry, I, guys. It's all the sugar in these cookies. Um, <laughs> really? It's a lot. So, yes. Barry and I were on the same team again. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Are there any even cookies left? Yeah. That, that, yeah. There's like that little one. bits of cookies. Most of this is powdered sugar. Dude, it's buried in there. You got to. We had collectively like three or four of these things, yeah. and that was it that's in this tin. I don't know. This Dig around. All tin and, and, and powdered sugar. You Blow can, out some of that sugar. You can reuse. <laughs> you can reuse this. Use it. So now you can use it to shake whatever dough thing you make, and you, yeah. the powdered sugar is ready to go in there. there. Go. I'm gonna make dough things. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Barry's gonna sit there next week 
Eating raw dough covered in powdered sugar. I was gonna say you're not making shit. That doesn't work. You covered fireball candy in powdered sugar. Why? Oh shit! Why would you? Why would I say that out loud? <laughs> oh, 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 damn. Mm. Anyway, Steve, you it, said you had some kind of beef-like product. <laughs> yes. So you um, might have some kind of beef broth. So Barry ends up. We were playing the British Isles, and Barry ends up in Ireland. And I am on the main it's continent, mine. in the southern part of the of uh, the continent, the southern part of uh, Britain. And once again, we're playing at king level, and once again, easy level. the AI, yeah, it's, t- it's a little too, too easy. Yeah, it is. It is aggravating for two reasons. Uh-huh. Um, the other AI, with a couple of exceptions, who are north in Scotland, um, the other AI, they're just not building shit. They're just sitting there on they they create cities and then they just sit there, not developing anything. So on the one hand, cool, you just walk in and take their cities. I was gonna say, nothing bugs an expansionist power more <laughs> than people just building cities and then sitting there. Yeah. Fuck so, those guys. Well, the, the <laughs> aggravating part is I mean, first of all, that's too easy. Second of all, are, are we playing on snail's pace? Because oh, we're playing at a regular pace, like standard pace. Yeah, I standard. suggest next time we play fast. Okay, because is, you it, heard it here, folks. Because <laughs> next time, because it takes forever to get anything built. Because <sighs> normally, if I was playing this the way I play my solo games, I would just come up with a couple of composite bowmen, maybe a maybe a uh, uh, catapult and just waltz right in. Let me let me stop you right there. <laughs> when you say I'll just come up with some catapults and some composite bowmen, no. That means that you're going to take 10 turns to position them just in, right and in, maybe you'll get in there. Okay, positioning just right. This is the main beef. <laughs> so so Barry is Are we still on your beefs or are we edging into Barry's beefs? Are we talking it, about we, Love and Monsters still? What are yeah, we? I know. Yeah, yeah. Is this become Barry's beefs? So so Barry How are you gonna fuck Barry, that monster. Very ni- <laughs> very nicely sends his troops over to help me out here. Okay, Aww. so he's giving you a stick, a rock, a pine cone. Uh-huh. No, and, I get and, he d- and he does it. He helps me out by completely surrounding the city. So where there's no place that I can get my ground troops in between his trebuchets and everything. And I'm just sitting on the outskirts. He's going, make a move. I go, I would if somebody get their big fat ass out of the way. So literally, literally, I was I was this close to taking over a city. This close, folks. You heard it. This, this close. What you camera didn't see we on? it. No, no. This, this close. Here, there will be a sound effect. This close to taking a city. I didn't hear anything. This is exactly what I didn't hear in the game. Click. You just snapped. My my snap doesn't work. I got um, tired of waiting. I'm like freaking out. You got tired. This is how this is how quickly he got tired of waiting. Make a move. Fuck it. I'm gonna go in there. That's how fast. Okay, I was, Barry. I have to say that sounds. Get off the pot. That sounds very on point. It, it trash. Yeah. It trash. Shitter, get off. Same the pot. thing when I tried to take Nottingham. He's got every point of entry into Nottingham close and I'm like and he's like make a move I'm like I only have one ground troop and there's no way for him to get fuck it I'll just take it god damn it so you can't fucking wait you gotta go 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 I have to wait when somebody's big fat ass is in the way <laughs> then make more troops 
Put your I, own big fat what, ass. And what? And have a hundred troops sitting on the outskirts, going, "If somebody'd move their big fat ass, we could get in there." You know what? That's no. a good problem for you to create for me. If you had a hundred big troops, we wouldn't have this discussion. You'd own Nottingham. You'd own London. Scientology would be the religion of choice. That, by the way, that's the Scientology. That's the religion I chose for to. Yeah, what, for whatever reason, my civ couldn't could not come up with a religion Failure and i was like launch and i was like yeah and i was like what the, this has never happened to me before <laughs> ladies <laughs> and, wow. <laughs> i'm not even gonna take that one because it writes itself well you're not gonna take it because yeah, it's never happened yeah. but mr patience over here it's like it's like make a move okay oh fuck it i'm just gonna do it <laughs> meanwhile i've taken over all of ireland defeated all the barbarians all of korea was a piece of shit and then i came over to his island and I'm like here i'm just gonna help you do this because i want this to kind of be a training exercise oh my god i'm losing yeah. my patience let's just yeah. murder yeah I, yeah i'm gonna help you out here by surrounding the city so you can't get your ground troops in perfect that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play again. At a, yeah. We're going to play again at a higher level next time. <clears throat> and fast. Put it on and, fast and, and a little faster, yeah. Oh, good God. Because he can't handle, like, standard speed, apparently. It's, Boy, too, you would it's love too damn the, slow. You would love the huge maps with the super slow speed. Oh. That is all about war. Uh. I, I want this to happen more often whatever this is uh, i think it's going to i put the invite out there to anyone listening who's on our on our discord which to do that you have to be part of our kofi ko-fi.com slash geek shock what, what's the lowest tier on that that is a tier one uh it's just five bucks a month and you could join no. our discord and we have a lot of fun plus you could join us at civ five and then you can tell Barry he would make a move if you would move your fat ass out of the way so he can get his ground troops in. I want to get all the Civ Five <laughs> players there and honest, make an honest, honest uh, assessment of your skill set. And if you're like a beginner or just kind of okay, and you only play at king level. Everyone's gonna be on one team and then like gumby will be on his own team because he's good <laughs> and i'll be on my own team and i'm good and uh we'll just talk shit and it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> that's the plan anyway that's what i did this week <laughs> uh steve what'd you do um besides that yeah besides that um yeah so I, I I was just going to keep this brief. I, I did go and see Argyle, and I have to agree with Jeff. It's uh, if you are a fan of Matthew Vaughn, you'll have a good time at Argyle. It is it is good, stupid. It is it is it is much more of a cartoon than Kingsman. But Jeff talked about the final shootout. I was reminded that there are that there are two final shootouts, yeah. and they're both hilariously fun in completely different ways and colorful and nonsensical and by this point if you're not with the characters you'll probably sit there and go oh just keep it moving if you are with the characters you'll go okay this is ridiculous and funny so i did want i did want to say that argyle's a lot of fun uh if you if you know going in you're just going to it's just going to be dumb it's not going to be anywhere close to realistic or anything like that like this show yeah yeah okay uh the other movie i saw uh was poor things that was a great movie what's that that is okay i was trying to think how best to describe this amos stone frankenstein yeah 
it is as if Mary Shelley and Jane Austen collaborated on a story, and then that story got directed by Wes uh, by Wes Anderson, hmm. <laughs> with maybe some input from Tim Burton. So you have to know going in, it's going to be weird as hell, and and, and again, if you're not cool with weird as hell, don't go see it. Um, Emma Stone's amazing in it. W- Willem Dafoe is really good. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, my God. You want to kill him, but he's so pathetic at a certain point that you just can't help but feel sorry for him. That's an interesting description. Yeah. I was uh, going to say, is. you can't use that with Barry, because if you're pathetic enough, he'll just kill you. Yeah. Um, There's no, no too pathetic no, no, for no, Barry. A- Nuh-uh. Yeah, uh, uh, the he'll ba- surround your city and won't let you in. That's right. The basic setup is there is a, a Doctor Godwin, who it's never it's never outright said, but because his face is a is a crazy quilt of different facial features, you kind of get the idea that he might be Frankenstein's monster. He, yeah. He's got scars and okay. every every bit of his face looks like it came from a different person. And that's Willem Dafoe's character. Um, on his estate... Sounds there are, properly cast. Yeah. On his estate, there are dog chickens and, uh, and uh, 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 chicken goats and all this. So he's been like... Sounds foul. <laughs> hey, hey. Whimsical. <laughs> it sounds morose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's been attaching, uh. he's been cutting up and reattaching uh. different animals and reanimating them. Uh, one of his assistants, or one of his medical students, is actually kind of on board with what he's talking about, and everyone else is kind of making fun of him because he looks like a monster and blah, blah, blah. So he invites that medical student to kind of be his assistant. And when the assistant arrives, he sees this, uh, he sees this woman... Uh, played by Emma Stone, who's an adult woman that is behaving like a toddler kind of thing. And then the story progresses from there. And it's there's some interest, very interesting little twists. And then it does ultimately become about um, empowering women in all kinds of different ways. Um, and sex with toddlers in women's bodies? What? Not at first. <laughs> Excuse they, me? They... They, what? they but, at the, but at the end, full board? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I should, yeah, I should clarify. Yeah, there is no should. sex. There is no sex with toddlers and women's bodies. Uh, Always a good disclaimer. For <laughs> yes, a movie. Always yes. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. It, I loved it. I loved it from from the word. As soon as I figured out what kind of movie it was, then I was completely on board. And. Um, yeah, and there will be some people who are just like, "Yeah, it's so weird." Yeah, it is. Enjoy. <laughs> um, and then the other one I briefly mentioned it last week is I did finish uh, the Paleontologist by oh, Luke, yeah. Luke Dumas or Dumas, depending on if he's anglicized it or not. Um, Stick the landing, <laughs> kinda. Oh, okay. Um, I mentioned that it was it was. Uh, it was not a night in the museum as if it was a collaboration between Michael Crichton and Stephen King. The Stephen King aspect, uh, besides being a horror, also comes into it when uh, you get to the climax of the story. There's still 30 or 40 pages left. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it has a very extended epilogue. Um, but... If I was doing the movie, I would just cut where the natural climax is and maybe put 
t- mention in you know what else happened as a title card at the end i try to say that all the time it's best we stop at the natural climax but she always insists <laughs> wow okay <laughs> whimsical <laughs> yeah um yeah and it it, it is it, it is it is it, it is it is a very fun yeah it's a very fun it was a very fun read uh there's another book that i will talk about in aftershock which was not as fun to read. Okay, is is it that werewolf book you were getting? Nope. The the Invisible Man book. Nope. Oh shoot. Yeah, it was one that I just I I, I here here is a here is a a preview. There is a book that just came out from from James Patterson. He said using air quotes that I'm guessing was not written by James Patterson. James Patterson these days has a little bit of a reputation for being a fiction factory. True. I'm, I'm guessing it was written more it, by It's a his, name that many authors write under. Yeah, I'm guessing it was more written by this guy, Brian Sitz, who has the second, uh, you know, written by James Patterson and Brian Sitz. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Brian Sitz and James Patterson put his name on it. <sighs> no. Oh, There's a joke that's... in there. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it also share, but it does share one thing with uh, the paleontologist that I was like, "This is weird." Uh, it definitely, both books were definitely written in such a way that they that you could read them on the toilet. Each chapter is about three or four pages. Oh, okay. I was like, "What? <laughs> what? I need an explanation for that." And, sentence. and well, and I'll get to home. I'll get to the other one when we do the aftershock. But yeah, paleontologist has very short chapters. I like short chapters. Yeah. I, I, once I figured out what the rhythm was, I was like, oh, okay. And Chuck Wendig tends to write short chapters. Yeah. So so I recommend Poor Things and The Paleontologist and Argyle. And then we'll talk about the other book in All Aftershock. Right. Well, we had the, uh, the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. So this week kicked my ass. <laughs> so I didn't get a whole lot to do. But I did finish the Spider-Man game, and my uh, assessment stands. The Spider-Man 2 game on PlayStation 5 is one of the best games ever released for that system and one of the best games to ever be made. It's, it sticks the landing on the story. The story is a culmination, a follow-up to the original. So I do highly recommend playing that first Spider-Man game on PS4 slash 5 uh, before this one. But you don't have to. Uh, but the uh, gameplay is very similar. So if you like one, you'll like the other. Simple as that. But it is one of the... It definitely takes place in its own Spider-Man universe. There, There is its own continuity. Uh, but it highly respects its source material. And it tells a fantastic story within it. Gameplay is so much fun. And you get your money's worth because it's a big game. Open world New York and lots to do in it. Um. Right now, they're sending me the uh, the RoboCop game that came out, so I'm <laughs> curious to see how that's going to be, but so stay tuned on that. Uh, but that's really all I was able to do this week. Oh, one other thing. Um, in, I didn't really have time to watch uh, Goodfellas, because that's something I want to sit down and crunch into, so hopefully this week I can really get into that. But I did re-watch uh, the 1980s film The Gate, starring Stephen <laughs> Dorff. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you're not familiar with the gate, oh, you should be. Oh, you should be. It is a it is a a golden piece of uh, kid horror uh, from the '80s. <laughs> uh, 
Basically, uh, two friends play a record backwards and open a gate to hell. That is just that simple. Yeah. Uh, and the movie is so disjointed through and through, but that's part of its joy. I don't even remember what happens after they open the gate. It's uh, been so long. I will say, effects-wise, they've pulled off some amazing things. Not the last monster. That's a stop-motion mess. But <laughs> but the little dude monsters that wandering around and, and morph and so on, for that time it was made, super friggin' impressive. And I highly recommend, once you watch it, or if you have watched it, check out some behind-the-scenes stuff on how they made that shit work. Because, wow, that is some smart. We're talking creating massive sets to make things look bigger or smaller and just running with that. Uh, but it's it's not really scary. It's fun more than anything. Uh, the performances are kids. So that's what you get. And there's barely an adult in this film. But uh, but it's a lot of fun. So if you're into uh, 80s horror Check out the gate. Uh, however, skip the gate too. It's really not worth your your time. Kirsten, uh, what'd you do? Uh, not much. Um, I finished the elections uh, on Tuesday, uh, which was a nice long sixteen hour day. And uh, I went home and I slept all day Wednesday, and then Thursday I went out and had a little celebratory dinner. And apparently by Thursday night, I had a mild food poisoning. No, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it was a mixture of like, it felt like flu and gastroenteritis because fortunately I wasn't throwing up. But I did uh, have the other end of the problem and everything hurt. I was miserable. Thursday night sucked like hell. Uh, and it was really funny because by Friday night I felt better. What did you eat? Uh, well, I don't want to validate any people's perceptions of stuff. I don't know if I should. <laughs> so oh. Tell you what, you don't have to tell us where you got it. Just what did you eat? I had a steak. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Wow, listen to that. I went to Outback. Okay. That's my that's my tradition after the elections. I get my paycheck. It's a big paycheck. I go to the bank and deposit it, and then I go to Outback, and I have a nice, big, fat porterhouse. Ooh. I like this. Well, until so, this moment, apparently. Yeah, really. And it was great. And it was really weird. Did because, you order it medium rare? Yeah. Okay. So, But it's Outback, and their medium rare is a little rarer. rarer. Mm. So I think that's what it was. Did you get the blooming Onion? No. No, I got the loaded potato. That's hard to do a blooming onion by yourself. Yeah, Yeah, well, and I I didn't want to overstuff myself with anything prior to the steak because it's a porterhouse. And I can demolish a porterhouse, but if I get a blooming onion, then I'm not going to. Okay. So, so yeah, it was the porterhouse and the, the, well, and the Caesar salad as well as the... um, Could have been the Caesar salad. Maybe. Lettuce? If it's not washed, you know? Maybe. There's a Listeria scare. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah. It was like five, six, six or seven hours later. And it just, I was hit first with pain. But no, the thing that threw me off was there was no fever for like, I don't know, 10 hours or so. But then it started to climb. And it was really funny because I actually, uh, 
I've, you know, gotten sick enough with things like this that I didn't take anything for the pain because I wanted to see if the fever would come because that would help me diagnose. So I was miserable for hours <laughs> taking my temperature, waiting for it to go up. Well, you know, Kay, Outback's slogan is no rules, just right. Some of those rules regard basic hy- hygiene, sanitation, um. and I, I, I agree with those rules. I See, the thing is, is I think Outback is uh, reputable enough that I trust it. I don't get medium rare or rare at, you know, places other than real steakhouses. So, um, you can order a steak at places other than real steakhouses. So, um, I just, yeah, it, it just, uh, it eventually the fever hit. It wasn't terribly high. And then I did the NyQuil and I did, uh, I'm guessing it was the salad. So, it's but it's Outback. They're not going to, fu- yeah. How can, how badly can you fuck a steak up at Outback? No, it, that's the exact. They do it all day long. You know, in fact, if anything, I would say that makes sense because it's like, you know, they're Half the people there are eating the steak. They're making the steaks right and then, you know, the salads fall by the wayside. Yeah. And it was a Caesar salad. I didn't get a regular house salad or you know, the soup. Maybe I should have gotten the soup. Although I'm dressing at the wrong temperature, man. Yeah. yeah. Todd will tell you that the, the soup can be dangerous. God damn yes it can. <laughs> You're describing something I've experienced. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Andy's friggin' pasty place. <laughs> Oh, 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 you had the soup at the Cornish Pasty Place? Yeah. And it was bad? It damn near killed him. <laughs> okay. We'll avoid that. Yeah. We're planning to go there soon. Well, oh, well it's one of those things. Well, first of all. You don't get the salad at the steak place. You don't get the soup at the pasty yeah, place. Yes. Well, first of all, uh, Barry, do not go there until Todd, uh, Todd, until Andy gets back in May. Why? Because he loves that place. Too bad. And you will make him cream his shorts if you're like, hey. Andy, let's go to the Cornish Pasty Place. We went there a couple months ago with Leon Me. We were just hanging out. Sorry, Andy, you weren't there. Okay, you convinced me. That's the better option. But um, I could have just been sick because I was with Andy, too. That's a possibility. That is possible. <laughs> I, love, I love your story. Don't sto- lick Andy. I love your story, too, how, how you were like, he was late, so I got the soup. <laughs> just a, I was super hungry. We are going to pass a little time. <laughs> I wasn't going to get anything, but... You don't pass time with soup. You're at the pasty place. What else could you get? Drink a fucking beer. <laughs> they got a full bar. I know they have Guinness. I drove. You can have a Guinness. You won't die. <laughs> I will if I'm on an empty stomach, which is why I needed the soup. <laughs> well, when Andy would get there, you'd have a nice Cornish pasty. Try the curry one. But he had good. no idea when Andy would get there. <laughs> because it's Andy. Because it's Andy. <laughs> and, yeah. Hey, I can't give Andy any shit. He sent me a game in the mail. I'm very happy about it. What? Yes. What? Martian dice. Found you some Martian dice. In a fucking savers or wherever he goes to find games. Oh, he finds them in homeless camps and shit like that. There was some blood on it. Um, Burnt out orphanages. Andy's got connections. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Found merchandise. Super yeah. happy about it. He sent <laughs> salvage yards. He, uh, when I posted that thing about D and D unloading warriors of Kren, he ran right to that discount, uh, Oddies, Odies, whatever it fucking is, and he bought one. So we got to play that once to say it sucks. <laughs> but um, so anyway, I was sick, so I actually didn't do a whole lot of geeky stuff. I I uh, struggled with watching the Super Bowl. Because uh, Jeff told us that the 
the uh, Chromecast that he gave us would make things so much easier to, to stream. <laughs> and uh, Lies? Was it lies? Uh, kind of lies, yeah. Uh, dirty little lies. Uh, uh, every now and then, I will log in, for instance, Peacock? Is that what it was on? Yeah. No, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, because that's CBS. Um, and it'll be fine, and I can access it through the Chromecast uh, remote. And then, and then I'll go to watch it, and please log in. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And so it, it will kick kick me out. And and Jeff's other argument was, you can log on to it, Kirsten. You can watch stuff when he isn't there. Well, yeah. If I have Steve's username and all of his passwords, and it, and it hasn't kicked me off, yeah. Yeah. And then after an hour, an hour and a half, it'll just kick you off. Really? Yeah. It, and it, then I have I have those things that don't kick me off. Yeah. And so then I try to open Steve's phone and of course you know steve's phone requires the blood sample the fingerprint the semen sample and everything and so i got to go up to steve's room and get the semen sample by hand uh well he does it <laughs> i i'm not that desperate for football and then uh, then he opens it up and then i go back downstairs and finally get to see taylor swift so but it took some work so it it kept going out but then after halftime i got it started and it stayed for the rest of the game second overtime in super bowl history i think uh pretty exciting game actually i like the new ot rules sports ball sports ball but you know hey taylor swift and all the right people are getting pissed about it so i will I'm, say because working bar at super bowl is a nightmare it is yeah. every year and did your prices get jacked up like oh yeah 100 Oh, always. That's that's the New Vegas way. If there's a big event in town that everyone's going to, F1, Super Bowl, New Year's Eve. Because I heard some shit everything about jacks up. Like twenty dollar Gatorades and like thirty dollar fries and shit like that. Well, I, place I worked didn't jack it up that high, but it did jack it up. Ugh, so yeah, that's happening. Yeah, yeah, so it must have been a, a madhouse. Where. But it also changes the timber and attitude of the bar too because mm -hmm. normally mm -hmm. the place i work is kind of a i won't say hoity-toity but it's a little elevated it's a little hoity right i know it's expensive to go and hang out with you oh yeah uh, <laughs> but on uh, <laughs> but uh during this it just becomes a neighborhood asshole bar all right and so whenever but expensive neighborhood asshole oh yeah bar, so the assholes are super assholes oh, oh, oh sure sure but it also means that i can turn down the butler speak and just go into and put some attitude back into things so it was so wonderful whenever someone was bitching about taylor being on there i was like and just going oh the butt hurt oh i all the butt hurt for all this dudes just screaming butt hurt every time someone. <laughs> nice. That really is nice. Like, what are they going to do to you? You're the guy serving the drinks. Oh, pretty much. That's. He's great. like, I'm sick of it. She's winning football. Butt hurt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. It. Uh, and by the way, um, hoity-toity asshole town. That kind of sounds up Vegas, doesn't it? It kind of does. Hoity-toity um, asshole. Yeah. So, so uh, God, that just reminded me. So uh, we have a little crossover uh, audience with uh, Ice Cream Social. So so they will be um, some of the... Wow, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. Hang Do on. you need a moment? <laughs> Brian Brushwood's daughter was on their show. 
back Brian, in back Brian in Brushwood is who, uh, oh god he has uh, oh, he's the guy that uh, does the world's greatest con uh, podcast which by the way is awesome right. um, and he's also he's done you know magician work he's got his own podcast um, but his daughter w- was on ice cream social with him once and killed it's like 16 17 year old daughter and just killed and the one thing they were talking about some kind of you know male butt hurt thing, and she and she's like, oh god, she is. I am so tired of all these beta cucks thinking they're alphas, and they and everyone just erupted in laughter, and they're like, oh my god. So they have their podcast, their big like scoop fest thing in Austin coming up, and beta cuck t-shirts will be available. <laughs> and, and these these butt hurt Taylor Swift people are just like, man, definition of beta cuck is is quote-unquote alpha males that can't handle Taylor Swift. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's stupid. Um, the one thing I did do is I did have an interview with Oliver Brackenberry, uh, Brackenberry Books. He's the publisher of the New A New Edge in Sword and Sorcery, and he'll be published uh, crowdfunding uh, issues three and four of the New Edge Sword and Sorcery magazine. It will drop... On February 15th in the morning, 8 a.m. So it's already out by the time. By the time this drops, it will have dropped. So, just like Mr. Balls over here. There you go. And uh, where where do I get this magazine? um, Actually, I can, uh, I have a link for Todd. So, but it's the new age. But where could everyone else find the magazine? Uh, at the link that we put up <laughs> in the New Edge Sword and Sorcery. Uh, I don't know the exact uh, wordage of the link, but it's New Edge Sword and Sorcery. We'll put it up places where you yes. can find our shit. And I actually have a link for the crowdfund as well that uh, we want to put up the, just about like the night before. But uh, the interview, um, he talks a lot about what he did for setting this up. It's on Backer Kit. He's actually doing a whole load of crazy shit. Oh. Um, there's going to be, what, Steve? What is it? New Edge Sword and Sorcery, all one word, dot com. There you go. All right. No magazine in there. Just just the word. What about yep. all one word? Is that part of it? Or is that just you saying? <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Yeah, when you look it up, make sure to put in all one word. All one yeah, word. just yeah. you, Barry, though. <laughs> yeah, everyone else could just... <laughs> just write yeah. New Age. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. New Edge. New Edge. Um, <laughs> Barry he, kiss my ass all one word.com. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but they're going to... He's going to be doing... URLs don't have spaces, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's, did you wake up in the middle of the night and scream that, too? <laughs> yeah, Deb's all, I know. <laughs> Gets gets on the ceiling with her fingers ground into the. What the hell? (laughs) Barty's just looking at him. Barty peeks out from under the bed. The fuck? Barty peeks out from under the bed and goes, This is why I'm under the bed. This is why you shouldn't eat before bedtime. So uh, he'll be doing, during the month of the crowdfund, he'll be doing live streams, things like that, all sorts of offers um, and various uh, kickers. He uh, He's enjoying himself immensely, and he has some plans for publishing. So 
This is this. It's actually a fun little interview. We'll eventually get it up. But uh, when you get a chance, look into it and um, see about see about crowdfunding and picking up some future magazines for the new edge of sword and sorcery, the third wave. All that woke stuff. Exactly. <laughs> what happened to the first and second wave? First wave was in the 30s, created by Robert E. Howard. And then the second wave was in the 60s and 70s, where sword and sorcery took off, uh, mostly with the Lancer Conans, which had the fabulous Frazetta covers, mm-hmm. and were, uh, Robert E. Howard is being brought back um, in a uh, annotated and uh, edited form for the first time, um, and eventually uh, L. Sprague the camp and Lynn Carter got into editing. Then they started doing their pastiche work and everything, but that led to a whole resurgence. The famous Let me ask you a question: mm. does, does YA fall into that as well? Um, Young adult sword and sorcery novels. Well, if it's sword and sorcery, sword and sorcery is a particular view of fantasy. I think you could have YA sword and sorcery, but generally, I wouldn't consider it YA because it's a little bit more adult than that. Well, the reason I ask is because uh, I was recently at, a, at an event a few months ago, and people were just shooting the shit, talking about books that they were reading. Right, and. Uh, for some strange, I don't know if this is related, but the the, the crowd was entirely women, and uh, they were all reading fantasy books. Yeah, and they're all reading. Some of them, half of them, were, were like young adult novel yes, fantasy right. books. Yeah. So I was just wondering if that's like that. That that is from that is mostly from uh, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And Harry Potter, and then you get like the uh, uh, the Divergent, Divergent. Novels, you get the Hunger the, Games, yeah. which is more science fiction, but it still is in that zone. Richard Riordan's, I think he's the author of the Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson's a big one. Uh, those are a lot of the fantasy. A lot of titles I hadn't heard of, but it was right. like, if you like this, you maybe try this. Oh, you should try this. Yeah. And da, 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 now da, the da. thing about Sword and Sorcery that the New Edge is talking about is the outcast protagonist it generally low magic generally the outsider and they tend to be lower stakes stories so it's like personal conflicts and things like that whereas conan yeah exactly conan is the you know the progenitor of sword and sorcery okay versus the big high fantasy empires falling worlds getting saved or destroyed et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> fake courts and elves and yeah shit yeah. yeah although you know i mean we'll we'll argue you can have that shit in there but it really depends on i in my opinion my basic definition of sword and sorcery is the stakes is it more personal than it is world saving and you all know how I feel about the fucking chosen one trope. So. Mm-hmm. And that's a big one in YA. It's like there's so many kids out there just waiting for someone to burst into their bedroom and say, <laughs> you, you are the me? lost special something or other, Todd now, go to this He pointed at me. I wanted everyone to know he yeah. pointed at me. Go to this magical that. academy and be part of these three right. to five houses. Put a leash just... on your girlfriend and just walk around with black lipstick. And... Don't I have to beat no. the high score on a video game? No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Although that helps. Yeah. yeah when yeah. Uh, when it's lizard robert preston oh well, there was last starfighter right yeah yeah at that i always love that mr music man lizard man was uh the, the mentor a, wait a minute was he a lizard in that I, 
No, I think that's Dan O'Harelihy. Nah, he was lizardy. No, no, it, it was a disguise. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, it was a disguise. Yeah, just got it, like got it, got in it. V. Got it, got it, got they it. They take off the human face, and he's the lizard. Because when you see that lizard face talking in that Robert Preston voice, it's just, it's <laughs> they extraordinary. They just put on with a washcloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, New Edge Sword and Sorcery, folks. Look to it. Uh, support it. It'll be running for a month, and it'll be a very interesting campaign. So that that is essentially because otherwise I was just like sick. <laughs> and uh, I did some reading, but I, I don't have much to comment on yet because I haven't finished anything. So. Sure. All right. Well, before we get into the news, uh, let's give away something, Barry. Let's give something away. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. No. Okay. As our, you know. If one you want to be part away. of this giveaway, all you have to do is be one of our Tier 2 monkeys at just $10 a month, and you get the chance to be in our giveaway. Anyone, Tier 2 and above, can win. I'm going to need some theme music. I'll do it. Okay, because Jeff's not here, so right. we don't get the cool 70s porn funk. That's right. <laughs> I'm ready. Or is the music that he gives us. That too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Everyone knows. Let's see. The Microscoop. 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 Winner. He's a winner. Soon. So Microscoop will be sent something having to do with this episode. Uh, we're not telling what it is yet. It could be an entire ass. You don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I'm going to say probably not, but don't you know. don't know. Can we get Barry into a package and send him prior? I can make it work. Oh, It'll okay. be a trebuchet with a big fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the scary thing, Steve knows how to build that in Hero Forge. <laughs> um... Yeah, and because of your pro, your uh, skills and proclivities, Microscope, once you get it, you have to create some art of you uh, holding it up and uh, post that. Whatever the hell it is, because we don't even know yet. Yeah, that's true. You may not be able to hold it up. It's so big. That's right. Especially if it's a whole ass. Yeah. yeah. With a trebuchet attached. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's a first for Disney. <laughs> Uh, we gave it a few weeks off, so let's go back to it. Let's do some news you don't give a shit about. Hey! Oh. oh, no, there's more white stuff on the table. What? <laughs> wow. Is, is Todd going to write the times? <laughs> Seriously, I want to eat one of these cookie things, but there's only two left, and there's mostly powdered sugar, and I'll get it all over the place. It's just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. See, this is it. what happens in his brain normally yeah, at really. any given moment. He's just sharing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have sex with this monster. No, I'm not. I'll take the pie cone. I guess I'll have sex with the monster. I don't know. <laughs> Get out of my head. Yeah. That's what he said to the monster. I'm eating a cookie now for spite. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredibly clean. I, I have to be impressed. He looks like a sorority girl during Rush. The way he just cups underneath his chin. And he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know what? If I say anything, I'll get powder all over the place. Yeah, that's what the sorority girl says. Powder, <laughs> not... <laughs> we, we need more cookies of this caliber on the show just to stuff them in yeah, that really, face. Really. Just to tell, keep them quiet. Tell, uh, tell wifey to, to, <laughs> to generate that 
powdery goodness. I don't know. Todd's trying to fatten me up so I'll slow down and he can catch me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's if you're being chased. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I got a pine cone for you. <laughs> you don't know what it's like after the show. I run outside. You can't catch me. Oh, put your pants back on. <laughs> Never. That explains all the neighbors' letters. <laughs> Ninja don't give a shit about. Uh, now, after Warner Brothers scrapped the completed Looney Tunes movie Coyote vs. Zachary for no good reason, it was reported that it would be shopped around to other studios. Uh, well,. Uh, the rap is reporting that WB has rejected other studios offers to purchase the movie. Uh, Netflix, Amazon, and Paramount all submitted quote, handsome offers unquote for the movie, but Warner brothers wanted at least $75 million for it. What? And wouldn't allow any counter offers. It's explained that it was a, was a, quote, take it or leave it situation, quote, one that other studios didn't even know they were entering into, unquote. The report also notes the studio might be trying to quietly erase the film, quote, a source close to the movie doesn't believe Warner Brothers would even announce that they haven't found a home for the movie. They would unceremoniously delete it, never to be seen again, unquote. Maybe it was so bad that... They're trying to take a loss, and by pricing it at seventy-five million and saying there were no takers, they're gonna like write off a big loss or something like that. Okay, so seventy-five million using using traditional Hollywood accounting that you have to make at least two and a half or three times the budget, it would have to make two twenty-five. Yeah. CEO David Zasloff hasn't watched the film. Ah! The decision to scrap Coyote versus Acme was made by Warner Brothers Motion Picture Group CEOs and co-chairpersons Michael DeLuca and Pam Abney, uh, Warner Brothers Pictures animated president Bill Deshemke, and, of course, Zaslov. Uh, this was done for a $35 million tax write-off. Uh, DeLuca and Abney only watched the director's cut of the movie, and Dabshke saw a first audience preview. The movie was directed by Dave Green from a screenplay by Sammy Birch, story by James Gunn, Jeremy Slater, and Birch. Uh, the story was partially inspired by an article from The New Yorker, which was written by Ian Frazier in 1990. And John Cena starred in the movie as the CEO of Acme. Uh, there's been a lot of people who have seen this movie and have gone online as far as like people in Hollywood, directors and producers and so on touting it's actually pretty brilliant yeah that's the word i've been hearing so what the hell it's it's fucking warner brothers that's what it's david zaslav and it's uh account accounting bean counters it's all (sighs) it's uh people that are just writing the books and saying you know what art the art of it doesn't matter what matters is that uh we bring our debt down a little bit yeah but But if it it was a good movie, it would do better than 35? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 35 million. Or is that the tax write-off? That's That's the the tax tax write-off. Fuck's sake. That's the stated. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. (laughs) All I know is... Until there is some sort of management change, I can't imagine being any kind of filmmaker wanting to do anything for Warner Brothers and the fact that your years of hard work might be going, well, kind of treated like that little piece of gold on top of the uh, Sunday at the rich, wealthy 
yeah. uh, restaurant where now all the production that went into creating that gold and just, just they just eat it and shit it out. Yeah. Yep. Well, it, you know, that's why Nolan doesn't or, work for him anymore. Yeah, people put in contract writers saying you can't do that, and uh, then Warner's is like, "Well, we're not going to work with you because I mean, I uh, that's wow." And again, a reminder where Zaslov comes from. He comes from Discovery, and uh, one of his big gets was Honey Boo Boo. That's who Zaslov is. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh boy. So. His, uh, it's one of those guys that the, that it's not a show; it's content, mm-hmm. right? That's the that's the mentality. Yeah, Honey Boo Boo's old. How old is Honey? Is the actual she, Honey Boo? She's in her twenties now. Holy crap! Yeah, she's still called Honey Boo Boo. Oh, well, I'm guessing she doesn't call herself that. I need to get yeah. on that internet rabbit hole later. That yeah. you do that and don't wow. tell me a thing about it. I, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is. Uh, anyway, keep going. <laughs> News don't give a shit about. Uh, Mike Tyson has jumped on board a new superhero film project called Bunny Man. I love it already. And he's set to play himself. I love uh, it already. The former heavyweight boxing championship revealed the news at a press conference held in the northern city of Turin with Italian producer Andrea (laughs) Ivolino and writer Enrico Remert in attendance. The movie will be shot in Turin, Italy. Uh, Bunny Man involves, quote, a millionaire super, oh, sorry, multi-millionaire superhero who strikes against evil forces in anonymously wearing a rabbit mask he is driven by the desire to avenge his sister who committed suicide after suffering a violent act images of which wound up on the internet unquote uh Lervellino, whose production credits include michael mann's ferrari johnny depp's waiting for the barbarians and lamborghini the man behind the legend shared in a statement quote we are excited to embark on this innovative project 95 percent of which will be shot on a virtual set we are defining the boundaries of cinematic cinema Cinematographic creativity with the goal of offering the audience a unique experience, unquote. Uh, the film's director and the rest of the international cast are also being kept under wraps. So is it's going to be filmed like The Mandalorian. Is Mike Tyson playing the hero? I don't know. I doubt it. It's hot. He's got the face he's tattoo. Playing, he's playing the guy that owns the tiger in the bathroom. <laughs> he's playing himself, so I don't think he's being the hero. Could you ever see Ip Man, the one that he was in? Ip Man? Ip Ip, IP man. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. It was absolutely horrible. What was what was it, Ip Man about? Kung Fu. It was stuff. like Ip Man four, and Tyson played a. Uh, There's four of those. A hood, There's like five. A hoodlum who's holding someone hostage, and Donnie Yen has to fight him. Okay, I, but that was terrible. It was terrible. It sounds like it would be fun. No, they're terrible. They're all terrible except for the first one, which is a little bit terrible. Um, <laughs> But it's Mike Tyson. There's only one character he can play. It's Mike Tyson. Yeah. Is he going to put the bunny mask on? Because then it'll cover his face. I don't think he's playing the bunny man. Oh, I don't want to see know, that. Now, if Nick Cage were in that film. I don't want to see that. It's going to be terrible, but I don't want to <laughs> see that. Well, they could fix it by, I don't want to see that. It's going to be terrible. <sighs> Whatever. It's going to be terrible. Just, yeah. I'm just, oh, I'm just saying. Whatever, Troubachet. Go were, ahead. were you sold by Bunny Man as an idea in general? He was loving it at first. I don't know what happened. I was loving the idea of Mike Tyson playing Bunny Man. <laughs> I think Steve's loving it, too. If I could do a Mike Tyson impression, I would 
give your best shot. I can't. No, no. Give it a try. That'd be terrible. See what well, happens. Sure. Was... <laughs> no, because it's just embarrassing. I was hopping down the bunny trail, and, and then I saw the video to my sister, and I was just like, I gotta have vengeance. Good. I wanted something oh, I could good. cut out and then repeat. And then I'm over gonna over. just, you know, <laughs> I was just like, Barry, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you for this. That's a terrible Mike Tyson. That's just you. <laughs> it's better than center. yours. I don't have one. Oh, exactly. Well, you're, you're not getting one. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't try, Barry. That's oh, right. I just missed it. That's okay. <laughs> I'm comfortable here missing that shot. How much better is one than zero? Worse. No. No. Not in that's binary. Like, that's kind of strange, and that's a strange answer. Mm. You get negative stars for that impression. Oh, listen to you. You get negative stars for not trying. You get that's negative right. stars for that face. You, you get <laughs> negative stars for a big-ass trebuchet. I don't even know what that means. It means. Oh, I know. It, it means. It means there's a spoon in your ass with a rubber band on it. <laughs> There's I a, got there's, nothing for that. That's right. I got nothing. You have nothing. I have What's nothing that but one? that image. <laughs> Microscoop, go to work. <laughs> no! Put the pen down! And send it directly to Vlarg at... That, no. That's a sticker. <laughs> she should have tried. Did you don't give a shit about... Uh, three years after Gina Carano was let go from The Mandalorian. Ah, here we go. She is suing them. Uh, she is seeking damages over lost work and a court order to get her rebel ranger Cara Dune rolled back. Uh, she also has Elon Musk on her side paying her legal fees. Whatever separates him from his money, I'm fine. The lawsuit reads, quote, a short time ago in a galaxy not so far away. Oh. This is a quote. The lawsuit quote. Yeah. It's not like a press release. This is in the, in the lawsuit. lawsuit. Yeah. That's what I'm cringing at. In a galaxy not so far away, defendants made it clear that only one orthodoxy in thought, speech, or action was acceptable in their empire, and that those who dared to question or failed to compl fully comply would not be tolerated. Oh, you mean they were a corporation? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And so it was with Carano, unquote. Oh, now here's another quote. The rule of law still reigns over the defendant's empire, and Carano has returned to demand that they be held accountable for their bullying, discriminatory, and retaliatory actions, actions that inflicted not only substantial emotional harm, but millions of dollars in lost income, unquote. Uh, they weren't paying so her that much. Carano took to social media to announce her legal move and says, quote, her words were consistently twisted to demonize and dehumanize me as an alt-right wing extremist, unquote. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, yeah. How'd that happen? Uh, ask, you mean they quoted her? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carano's also looking to paint Disney as having a sexist double standard. Uh, the suit goes on to say, quote... <laughs> Defend. You can't be woke feminism and be... Oh. <laughs> Defendants also discriminated against Corano by treating her differently from her male co-stars who also made public 
political statements on social media. Her male co-stars were not disciplined, let alone terminated in a way to destroy their careers, even though some of would find their statements abhorrent. Some. Unquote. Some. Some. some yeah. Seven. Seven people. If you, uh, quote, if you need a refresher, uh, in 2021, a series of posts Corrado made on her social media accounts included a tweet that challenges the efficiency of uh, COVID-19 vaccines, then blames the Biden administration for the deaths of vaccinated people. Uh, when Corrado was encouraged to add her personal pronouns to their Twitter profile, she put uh, boop, beep, beep on it. Uh, ID the uh, ID, the public relations firm who represented Corrado, dropped her at that time. Uh, but then she shared an Instagram story from another account. Uh, the situation became even more serious. Quote, uh, this is the quote from her post. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children, because history is edited. Most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply by being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Unquote. Uh, com so comparing the genocide of the Jews to the experience of being conservative in post-Trump America was the breaking point for Disney. Uh, the day after uh, Kyra shared this story on her Instagram account, Lucasfilm released a statement saying, quote, Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable, unquote. Uh, Carano's agency, United Talent Artists, also terminated her contract. Uh, she eventually did find work directing and starring in Ben Shapiro's film Terror on the Prairie. Oh, okay. yeah. there it is. Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. I love the false equivalency yeah. of uh, the things that I have a choice in whether I say them or not are completely the same. Uh, and being excoriated for them are completely the same as somebody being beaten in the streets simply because of their ethnic heritage. That and the fact that, you know, someone's ethnic heritage is equal to the lies yeah. that she was saying. Because yeah. uh, I don't care if she believes it or not. She's spreading lies and nasty disinformation. So yep. Cara Dune wasn't that great a character anyway. I like... I liked it. I, I, I like liked it. Gina Carano. Um, I I I actually like her as an action actress. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, there are things about her that I like, but I I just once she started on that that ride, it was just like this is fucking stupid. And another false equivalency is she's talking about how there are males who said things that are abhorrent, and they're still working. Yeah, and you notice how it's phrased. It's uh, abhorrent to some. As in, like, conservative assholes. Because there are no males that said what she said that are working for... Right. And the other thing is really funny is she's suing Disney. Is she suing her agency yet? Because didn't they let her go first? I mean, it almost sounds like that in the timeline you read. Well, the uh, they her her pub publicist dropped her first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just... Yeah, didn't those people have any uh, have any uh, effect on her making millions yeah. in the following years? Yeah, well, mm. if she lost her publicist mm. and agency, then yeah, she lost millions because because yeah. whether you like so Cara are they Dune being sued? Yeah, mm. No, mm. no, it it yeah, the whole thing is just it's a load of crap, and it's really pathetic how the 
how uh, these alt writers I mean, I'm not even going to call them conservatives. These no. alt-right people are just just equating themselves to a persecuted minority, uh, an ethnicity, race, or religion, when in reality um, they're being called to task for lies and bullshit and crap that is uh, directly determined to undermine the country. It's just like, you know, fuck that. They think that it's called consequence-free speech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, uh, they haven't quite figured out, none of these people ever figure out that the First Amendment applies to the government alone. Yeah. The U.S. government will not, will not edit you, will not censor you. If the people don't period. like your shit, that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is free to say whatever she wants to say. And then Disney, which we all know a corporation is now a person, Disney is allowed to exercise its First Amendment speech by saying, wow, that sucked. You're not employed by us anymore. <laughs> now, I will say, you know, if you have certain political beliefs and you get persecuted for it, I can feel sympathy for you provided those beliefs are not a extreme or b couched in lies yes <clears throat> and sitting here and talking about uh the biden administration and vaccinated people millions died or and suffered for that and that's culpability that's the sort of thing that is not uh, you know you can't talk first amendment rights there because you're making a defam defamatory statement and you're also stating false facts uh, falsehoods like crazy it, it, it's just you're not it's not just a political position yeah my i've i've said that i i haven't lost any friends over political positions but i have actually blocked two people for what i call moral positions yeah yeah so be, you know yeah what we have in what passes for conservatism today is is not yeah well, eisenhower was a conservative barry goldwater was a conservative mm -hmm. these people are so it's a whole different thing yeah they're insane we can geek hey oh <laughs> you can keep talking about that if you want okay Good. okay <laughs> um, well i would also want to start. Uh, well, we're going to stay in Disney, though. Disney CEO Bob Iger recently addressed the status of Marvel Studios and their quality of work, saying that they've, quote, lost focus. Disney Studios itself is also losing focus, as Iger says that they will lean more into sequels and franchises moving forward at Disney. Oh, whew. Uh, which, of course, Walt Disney was not a fan of. Uh, last year, it was reported that Disney intended to scale back on Marvel Studios content and implemented more of a quality over quantity approach going forward. Iger has now reiterated that there will be a, quote, reduced volume of content with a renewed focus on the studio's, quote, stronger franchises, unquote. He explained, quote, I'd say we're leaning a little more into sequels and franchises. I think given the environment and given what it takes to get people out of their homes to see a film, leaning on franchises that are familiar is actually a smart thing. In our zeal to greatly increase volume, partially tied to this wanting to chase more global subs for our streaming platform, some of our studios lost a little focus. 
So the first step we've taken is that we've reduced volume. We've reduced output, particularly in Marvel, unquote. Uh, Iger went on to list some of the movies on Disney's 2025 slate, but in the process left out a couple of MCU projects. And interestingly enough, uh, he said, quote, looking to our 2025 theatrical slate, we're excited to bring audiences Captain America, Brave New World and Fantastic Four for Marvel. Pixar has Zootopia 2 and then there's Avatar 3. And we're also looking forward to 2026 and beyond with Frozen 3, the first Toy Story movie since 2019 and a new Star Wars movie that brings the Mandalorian and Grogu to the big screen for the very first time, unquote. Hmm. What? I feel like we're missing some. Yeah, things. yeah. There's uh, there's the uh, Thunderbolts. Yeah. And he didn't mention uh, Blade. I know those are all yeah. slated. Yeah. Are those 2024 movies though? Uh, well, he went up to 26 on this. Well, I know, but but he starts with 2025. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't think they're 24 movies. Yeah. I think they've started that even. How many years was it between Iron Man and in like Infinity? Uh, in game 11 years 11 years and i mean in a sense i can agree with them it's been hard to get invested in the movie since um in game in the marvel movie well it feels like a completed yeah work right? yeah whereas everything the beginning led up to end game end game ended and that ended the story begun with iron man yeah and so now they're starting a second story, which some people feel it's done for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in some ways, the story is done. Yeah. Because of events outside of the movie. <laughs> yeah. The problem I have with it is it's it's not it doesn't seem cohesive what they've done with the with the with the original. Yeah. Yeah. That's phases, what I'm saying. It seemed. It seemed like it was all tied together. These don't feel very tight. It doesn't feel very And that's tied an interesting that you right say now. that because uh, when you look at the history of it, it wasn't. When they threw Thanos' face off the end of the movie, what was it? Uh, I don't even know what, what it was. Yeah. So in Thanos' face, like, oh, all the fanboys went, what? And the thing ended. Eventually. They had no idea what they were going to do with that. Right. They just knew. Thanos would make people excited. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, but they knew. But they knew then. If there's Thanos, that's where the. I do not mean to make a pun here. That's where the end game is for the, for the for the end of these these phases. Right. They didn't know. How that. could you not do that? Uh, because they were making it up as they went along. They yeah. Just, they just had, uh, uh, as opposed to J.J. Abrams and crew, they just actually had good writers. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, they had literally years as opposed to trying to make it all work in one tv season but they had years to kind of throw stuff against the wall and go oh, that worked or oh, that didn't quite work well we can just kind of ignore that in the next movie and blah 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 and you know when they finally did come up with something that seemed like a plan then they could you know they could kind of focus yeah because actually the a lot of the initial stuff was disconnected yeah just with it like an an end uh, an, a credits stinger to well, tie things together. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, look, because uh, the old Captain America came out, and that's you had the Tesseract, and we knew that was part of the everything, and uh, that. So that had to be part of the the. the but that was Stones. kind of that was kind of 
getting into it. Uh, Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Captain America, Thor. No, no, no. When, when, what was the order? When did Captain America come out? Uh, I, it was before Thor. It was after Iron Man Two. Okay, so they had an Iron Man movie, an Iron Man Two, which I get. You know, they had to test the waters to see if this was gonna fly. And I know that I know we talked oh, about well, Iron Man. Well, and actually, awesome. hang on, Iron Man. Incredible Hulk, yeah, Hulk, Iron Hulk, Man Hulk, two, yeah. Captain America. So now Thor. you're saying that they have, they know that it took like eleven something odd years to get to like to bring everything to a head. And let's say they take, let's say for for an even number, they take twelve years for everything in the multiverse saga, which is what they're calling it, to get to a head. They they know that they're going to have the budget to do it now. They know kind of what works. What's the what? Where, why are they failing to, to bring think, a cohesive story? I think, I think because everything came to a head, but I think it did it gradually. Yeah. And they did it with well, they did it with well-written stories, even if they stumbled, like uh, Dark World. Like Dark World, they they did it with well-written stories, bringing things together, and then really going to the super everything's connected sequel thing. Yeah. And this next phase. They're they're rushing into the everything connected, and I think that's part of what's failing. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Of, it's a whole lot. I mean, mm. look, they're doing more. They're doing more in the beginning of what what's supposed to be Kang. They're doing more than than they did with the beginning of the other movies. Right, and and again, look how much goodwill they got by Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Captain America, Thor. The Avengers. That that Avengers movie made everyone just go, my God! I'm, that was the first movie in almost literally decades that I went and saw more than twice. Yeah. And, and everyone I know was like, The Avengers, oh my God! This is what the Marvel Universe is? I'm on board for every movie coming up. And they just haven't had that. They haven't had... I mean, you know, look at all the projects. We've had like 10 or 12 projects already, and nothing has been the Avengers. Nothing has had that level of, oh my God, I'm in. I'm in for whatever you want to throw me. Yeah. Well, it's been individual Avengers, right? But I'm saying there weren't four and then the Avengers. There's been 12 and no Avengers. Has there been 12 movies? (laughs) Who knows? Something. It's been more than four. there's also the TV series, (laughs) which which adds another dimension to it. Because we didn't have the TV series when this was all kicking off. Those are supposed to be like lower stakes stuff. But it's still all tied together. People have the impression with Marvel that everything's tied together, which, which is it fun. is. Maybe that's and, what's fun. And yeah. maybe, maybe that's part of the problem. Is yeah, they, but it's like... They're the victim of their own success there. Yeah, you can't exactly. untie it. Right. You can tell individual stories. Well, yeah. But there's going to be smaller but, stories. But, then, Barry, think like of it this... Think about this, uh, this way. The... the um, uh, w- when Marvel entered that zone where everything was a crossover event in the comics, that eventually became a problem. Yeah, I remember that. You know, I'm not calling. I'm not calling for constant crossovers. No, no, no. But just, but except that's kind of where I we're think, at. In the I think MCU. that's what they're trying to do, and that's where they're. I I don't know. It's difficult because on the one hand, I I think Steve's right. It's what people are expecting, but on the other hand. It's like they kind of need 
those they need little little mm-hmm. separate stories because they no, burned through their 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 big hitters yeah and so i'm and haven't really had so access to fantastic to, four yet that leads to i'm worried about they haven't gotten to fantastic four they haven't gotten to x-men they bought this big fucking fox thing and they haven't played with the x-men well right. little tiny little bits well they're getting there we just saw the deadpool see and that and i think this is where i'm in agreement with bob Iger and where they've lost focus as soon as they got the ip back for x-men and fantastic four that should have been all right we're setting up fantastic four that's what everything is aimed for as opposed to fantastic four is going to be part of whatever we're going to do and it's fantastic four it's dr doom it's galactus not fucking kang so what do you do they've already set up kang yeah well well well, let's let's see how that works i mean the good news is he can you know probably change his face that aside yeah 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 let's hire terrence howard back (laughs) well here's the thing is that uh, kang is a strong villain in the comics yeah Yeah, sure complex interesting villain but but it's also not something people really know right even thanos is at least has some kind of cachet out there well it's yeah. too late we're, we're, they've yeah. already introduced kang as a, as a villain they've already introduced the, the kangiverse all the sure. different kangs all over the place mm-hmm. that ship has sailed we're that's the villain now they'll, they'll work it out and what i'm saying is they can take the fantastic four and stick them in at the end and then have like the next phase be like doom and galactus and the whole business sure mm-hmm <laughs> but I mean, again, Iron Man, who I mean, Iron Man's one of the Marvel characters that I knew about, but everyone I know who's a Marvel fan is like, oh, yeah, he's like third tier. And I was like, really? Yeah. And and that only worked because of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's and, I think that is also our other problem with all love and affection and respect for everybody who's participating in Marvel. We don't have another RDJ. Yeah. Yep. And he is he is huge. I ser- uh, Some people have actually openly said it in Hollywood, and I think it's true. You cannot, you cannot downplay. There is no way you can, to- no, I'm sorry, it's the other way. You can't overplay yeah. how important casting RDJ in Iron Man was for everything. Yeah. That happened. Everything. He made it all possible. And and you know that should be hyperbole. That should be excessive RDJ love. But, <laughs> but it's no. a fact. It's a fact. Him making Iron Man work and him continuing to be compelling through all the Avengers movies had everything to do Despite everyone else's work, despite all that Chris Hemsworth, all that Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, Mark uh, Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo, yeah. and uh, um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, and every and 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 fucking fucking Samuel Brolin, Jack. oh, Brolin yeah. being Thanos, all of that, Taika Waititi, and 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 Guardians and Galaxy, everything, all of it just starts with. Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you need a tentpole actor. I think yeah. you need a tentpole star. So who is or, it for this? Or so oh, my God. And someone that that has that much charisma on the screen. Yeah. yeah. 
which yeah. got that. Good luck. Yeah, they've burned through. Yeah, they've they've burned through their major characters. They've burned through mm-hmm. the some of the most charismatic actors in Hollywood. Yeah. Pe- the rumors with Pedro Pascal as Mister Fantastic. It's a weird fit. It's weird. But he. But even even God bless him. I motherfucking they love. They should bring back Evans as the torch. <laughs> Def, I actually do believe that. But Pascal, uh, even with his greatness and his unchallenged charisma, if he is Mr. Fantastic, is that going to be enough? I don't know, man. No, Mr. Fantastic's kind of a dick sometimes. Well, He's gotta... but, but, he, but he is actually also the... Uh, the, the center point of the Fantastic Four. I know, but he's going to have to dial back the charisma a little bit. I just well, well, well. Wait a minute. Okay, let's let's get into Fantastic Four discussion. Uh, okay, that whole group is a man and his girlfriend and her brother and his best friend. Mm-hmm. So actually, you need there has to be some charisma to Mister Fantastic. Because why are these people all together? Why are Sue and Johnny there except because of him? Why is Ben there except because of him? Yeah. So even if he is a dick and the cold scientist, there has to be something compelling about Reed Richards because those three are there because of him. Yeah. And, and so I think that, that that actually has to be a crucial element to the Fantastic Four. Well, I had no problem with Krasinski's. That's the thing. I I could see him doing it. I could. I can... uh, I... Oh, man. I... I... I I, hate being an actor talking about actors. I picture... uh, Him playing... uh, Not Reacher. uh, uh, The other... The the spy one he did. Krasinski was in Spy Thing on Prime. What the... What what was it? Mm -hmm. Oh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah. You know? Jack Ryan was just charismatic enough. You you, you squint and you could see a Reed Richards in there. Sure, but who the hell is another Robert Downey Jr.? That's... They already got him. That's the problem. uh, Ryan... Oh, yeah, Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool. He was right. Deadpool is the he, future of he Marvel. Is he is the Marvel Jesus. The Marvel Jesus. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. I mean, fully I, believe I mean, that. I mean, do you next to Downey, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. are probably your biggest ticket superhero dudes, and they put those two fuckers together in the next Deadpool movie, and maybe that's where they'll find their answer. Maybe yeah. Feige using that Feige magic. We'll see this and be like, okay, I see where we need to go with it, but you know. But does Deadpool kill Kang at the end and say, "I am Marvel Jesus," and then slices his head I, off? Dude, I I'd think, be fine with that. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> would. In, in the words, of I kind of like it, but I'm not a Marvel guy. So I, in the words of pitch meeting, I'm gonna really need you to get way off my back about this <laughs> Kang thing. <laughs> I I think that I think I didn't. You know what? Okay, I'll admit it. I haven't watched Quantum Mania yet, dude. I I will, dude. I will. I just haven't gotten to it. But does it end where it's obvious that Kang is still around? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> okay. You and I are gonna have a little watch party after this episode. Okay. It's gonna take like five minutes. Five. I well, love. We're just gonna the watch end? the fucking after credits. Deal oh. with it. <laughs> 
It doesn't ruin the movie. It's a fun movie. You're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it very much. It's a fun, <laughs> fun movie. And no, no, Jonathan no. Majors is good. He's I a good actor. I know he's just, good. Just it, ignore the, what, the everything. Stuff. Everything that's happened with him is painful. Yeah. More so because he's so good. you can see a career being shit down the toilet. Yeah. 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 Um, you know. We're going to watch the after credits. It's not going to ruin anything for you. Well, after credits... I mean, I mean, the, the, uh, would it kill them to let Kang hang? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like Steve? Kang. No. Okay. Nobody, because as much as they've tried to make Kang uh, matter, he just kind of doesn't. I mean, I've watched everything except Echo, and I could Stop give that. I could give a rat's ass about Kang. But frankly, where he really kind of started was with uh, the Loki series, right? Yeah. So. And which ties into Deadpool. Yeah, but I just, I just do not give a shit. But like, the, as, but I'm sure as someone who's not a Marvel fan, mm-hmm. as somebody a Marvel Comics fan, necessarily, um, as somebody who probably is a, is a better gauge for what the average moviegoer <laughs> wants from Marvel as a movie company, I, if they dropped Kang as a villain, I would be like, okay. So Where you're willing to just hand wave that whole thing away? Sure. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't care. So I, that forever well, people I, will be like, what the fuck happened to Kang? And, and frankly, that's on Marvel. Yeah. Because no, the non-comic reader who went to yeah. see the movies didn't give a shit about Thanos. They thought he was kind of interesting in what he was trying to do. But then when he did it. That all of a sudden, all the stakes were everything, right? Yeah. And they haven't done that for King. Right. No. And eventually, I, I'm sure they will. True. So, in fact, in fact, you know what, Todd? You may have stumbled across uh, one of the problems is that Kang has already had failures and already been beaten enough. Whereas Thanos, yeah. he actually he came in like a wrecking ball. If you'll excuse me, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense because why would he? Why it's a good give, song. Why would he? Shut up. Uh, why would he give away one of the stones to Loki to go and do stuff? I, I never understood that. Well, <sighs> you're, well talk, you're trying God, to talk move, comic Jesus book movie Christ, logic? You are such a <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I got two words for you. Pot kettle. <laughs> Look at this place. <laughs> Barry, I, you say on you, the backdrop of DC things on your wall. Barry, you are you are It says geek right in the title. <laughs> right in the title. You are giving George Lucas too much credit. You don't believe George Lucas had the whole fucking prequel trilogy laid out in 77? Oh no, Lucas isn't. And 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 Thanos giving Loki the the staff it was it called a staff yeah. um it it i don't think uh, you're you're looking I am giving way them, too deep i'm in. giving them too much credit i would like to think they'd think just a little bit farther ahead you I need to see so. you need to read the book on the history of the mcu sir I you know. will learn, you will learn that everything you know is wrong i just yeah. wish that people would would play chess like Eight-year-olds and not like five-year-olds? That's not how shows are written. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Fucking bullshit. That is- there is something to be said for the recent developments in treating, first of all, treating their TV series as t- TV series and not just really long movies. 
I think that's a good step in the right direction. Why? Because TV series are TV series. They're not long movies. Why? Because a book <laughs> is not a painting. They're two completely different art forms. But if it's a book, like, okay, let's take the Reacher books, okay? They just did Reacher, and it was it was a triumph, I thought. Um, and they You're just, talking about the TV series? Yes. It's not a book. Yes, I know. It's a TV series. <laughs> right. I read it. I watched you it. You need different talent skills to do a TV series rather than write a book. Well, yes. That's I know. That's what oh, I'm saying. God. What I'm saying is the serialization. Like, I don't want... I don't want a monster of the week. I want. I'm not a, saying monster of the week. I want a consistent Look, story. Did, you're putting words in my mouth, and it's gross. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, I don't know about you, but Todd, maybe I, we I, got maybe we maybe I drew t- uh, the wrong conclusion. I find from this what you micro penis comparison uh, conversation <laughs> really actually. L- <laughs> Listen, yeah. you and I, Kay, we're going to snort that whole thing of, of <laughs> sugar, sugar, and we're just going to let this happen. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, uh, yeah, it, that's it. You need to write TV series as if it was a TV series and not a long fucking movie. Are, I just want to be clear. Are you talking about not... I'm not talking about Monster of the Week. A Good Place is serialized, but it's still a TV series. Okay, that I can... Yeah, I just don't want Monster of the Week. No. I don't want Star Trek The Next Generation. I like the way... Battlestar Galactica did it where it's like, look, we're telling yeah. a full story and here, not just which just, was which, which was goofy. made up on the spot. I know, yeah, I know. yeah. <laughs> but they had like beats, like okay, at some point this is gonna all come together and yeah. this is gonna come together. Not like next gen, which no, was a look, mess. Yeah, it was it was the way you did. Well, those are those are decades apart. Yeah, also. Yeah, literally Time decades aside. apart. No, no, no. There's no, no time aside. That, that evolution that, happens. That, that's the evolution of the writing. They were n- no one was writing like BSG back in the days of Next Gen, and in fact, you can trace that to DS9. Right. And DS9 for quote unquote broadcast because they were syndicated, but DS9 and Sopranos changed the whole fucking game. Yep. They changed everything. Everybody saw those. I mean, well, they saw Sopranos and were like, holy shit. And then everybody in DS9 moved on. Uh, I, I read one reviewer. He was talking about how it's no coincidence that the BSG crew, Ronald D. Moore, had a lot of people coming from DS9. Yeah. Because he was like, you know, the whole Dominion War. He's like, guys, they're flying by the seat of their pants every fucking week. Every week they do something. And then they and he said it was really funny. There's no grand plan they are trusting to their genius to get their asses out of the fire the following week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not good. Well, well, that, it worked. You it, people welcome like to you television. love BSG. And that's exactly how it was made, dude. Because they're just lucky that they had that genius. Uh, no, if that, they didn't, and sometimes they didn't. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was? And maybe, I mean, the 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 tagline. So it. Sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. And I agree. Welcome with that. to sometimes art. It didn't. But <laughs> I would like for there to be a little bit of planning, so oh. that you can 
get somewhere good. Believe um, me, if I was king of Hollywood, that. I've this got... This is why I plan my vacations so that I'm not sitting around with my thumb in my ass looking at my phone going, oh, I don't know, what do you want to do? I don't know, what do you, what do you want to do? No, my time off is very precious to me, just like my entertainment time is precious to me, and I don't want to waste it with bullshit. First of plan all... Plan your shit off. First of all, your vacations aren't art. Second... <laughs> you should see my vacations. I've seen my your vacations. Planning. They are art. Not art. I will share a PDF with you that I share. Oh, with some pe- oh my god uh, do I have a PDF for you that I'm gonna put a that on at, my fucking tombstone take a and, look and, at and, this micro penis and second they did what you're saying they did a show like that it was called Lost Oh, yeah, lost yeah. Crap. And and what was the tagline in the opening credits of Battlestar Galactica? The Cylons are here, and they have a plan. They never had a plan. <laughs> they never had a fucking plan. They were. It, it came to a head because they had enough fans writing in, going, "What's the plan?" And they're like, "Oh shit, we don't have a plan. We so better do a TV movie about it." Me, but you know what? They did. They did it. They they it turned out all right. It, but that's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Now we know that people like when you have a fucking plan. So make one. Yeah. Try and stick to it. Yeah. What's wrong with this? You guys are fighting well, against it. I think like I, there's something wrong with it. Try and stick to it may be part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like we got Kang, right? Okay, so we're setting up Kang and Loki. What's our next move? You know, Ant Man, Qu- Quantum Mania. Okay, we got to get Kang in that. Do do we have to? And yeah. Yeah, you had to. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I haven't even watched it, but from everything I heard. Yeah. It was just, and, 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 and in the comic books, you don't associate Ant-Man and the Wasp fighting Kang. Right. Yeah. The, the other thing is that um, if you write these things like, like long movies, uh, and this is what somebody said about uh, Iron Fist, by writing those things as long movies in a television series that comes out once a week, you're in the middle of your season when episode one uh airs or drops and if if people are saying well we don't like this we don't like this you can course correct in the middle of your season and either either fix the problem that people are seeing with the character or just do something different so one of the problems for instance in my experience with the cw shows is the wet blanket character and you know you see it in every protagonist that has somebody calling them on their shit that's the wet blanket character and so for in in uh, breaking bad it was it was walter's wife and who the actors started getting death threats because people are fucking awful but um uh dino the dino lance character laurel lance in green arrow people are like oh god she's such a wet blanket here's a protagonist we're supposed to be following him and he's got this person who's just a freaking lead weight and they'd already destroyed that character in arrow before you know and then when they started flash iris was kind of starting to be a wet blanket character and they started getting mail and they're like okay she, he has to tell her he's the flash so that she knows when he runs off he's going to do good stuff so she stops being a wet blanket i hear what you're saying i agree there's a lot of wet blanket uh characters out no what i'm saying is the course correction, course correction. Can, happen, can happen okay so you're saying that if they plan stuff out they can't course correct if, if they plan stuff out okay. and shoot something like a long movie or I, something like I that. See, let me, I, let me I, take... Or like this Kang stuff, right? I'm telling you, nobody cares about Kang. Okay, and I get that. And I'm saying, don't just 
make Kang disappear. Like, oh, I don't know, kids. The Kang, Kang fell off a cliff and died. Yeah, Here's so have Deadpool chop his head off and that's the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do something with it and then move on. Don't just magically sure. wave your hand and say, oh, I don't know, Kang died. Uh. Yeah, like Deadpool can cut his head off and we can move on. Put it up on a bike. <laughs> Outside of Marvel Studios. Fine. <laughs> then do it in the next Deadpool movie. They can do it in this one. I'm okay. Post credit yeah, that one. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm saying I'm okay with that, but you can't just quickly hand wave and then Kang's gone. You got, sure. It's I, here. I will, it exists. Do something with it and then move on. I guarantee the vast majority of the audience out there going to see MCU stuff or watching it on television will move on with the next thing and go and go oh dr doom nice and then they'll be sitting around having beers once go whatever happened to that Kang guy well here, i don't know here's one for both of you <laughs> all right so they're all sitting around and they're like did nothing happen with kang what the fuck happened with kang is he planning something we got to go find kang. and then suddenly his empty helmet bonk 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 rolls across the floor and they look at the door and dr doom girl. goes I took care of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. That, that, tickled, like that. that tickled my nerd yeah, boy. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that's <laughs> All right. That's fun. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And that actually would be fun if the Fantastic was four. What if the Fantastic Four was them going, oh, this Kang guy. We got to figure this shit out. And then they go out and they find he's already been taken care of. <laughs> but then they're like, well, wait, who has the shit to take care of Kang? And then they find Doom. You're welcome. Yeah. Steve, I just figured this out. I have a, a perfect metaphor for this. It's like D&D, at least oh. the way I run it. I have a plan. Like the Cylons, I have a plan. I have a big, bad, evil guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you sure Probably do. not like the Cylons. Did that excite a face from Todd? <laughs> Fuck Todd. We just talked about how there was no fucking Cylon plan. <laughs> like the Cylons lied to us, I have a plan. <laughs> And I, I have a big bad evil, and I, I know how it's probably going to end, or close to it. And I know there are certain beats I want to hit. Mm -hmm. But I'm not so tightly tied to the story where it's on rails, because that's the that defeats the idea of right. D&D. I have so much leeway to do whatever I want in the middle of this story, but there are beats that need to be hit. That's the plan. Okay. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for a script that must be followed like right. commandments. Okay, That's so you're, stupid. you're saying you're the Trump of D&D. <laughs> I will come across <laughs> this fucking table and make Geek Shock great again. <laughs> I'm going to build a wall and Steve's going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be micro huge. <laughs> And that's that, what I think. That was lively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else on the news? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. What do you got? Well, nothing as interesting as that, but we'll continue <laughs> on. Uh, Prey, uh, movie Prey director Dan Trachtenberg is developing another new Predator movie. Uh, this project described as a standalone movie titled Badlands. The filmmaker will write and direct the movie and will shoot later this year. And Badlands is said to be a high priority for 20th Century Studios. And sources say Trachtenberg and producers are already meeting with talent for the lead role. Now, this is not a sequel to Prey. That sequel is still in the works. And the film star Amber Midthunder is expected to return. 
Uh, the story details for Badlands have not been revealed, but we do know that we'll revolve around a menacing predator on the hunt. Uh, the new film is also believed to get a theatrical release, unlike Prey, which went straight to Hulu. So not only is it inspired a sequel to Prey, it's getting a standalone in this world sequel. I never saw it. Was it good? Don't know. Didn't see it. Oh, Prey? It's awesome. You too? I know. I, I can't I, hear I you feel... with that octave. What? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was it was awesome? Yeah. Okay, it was awesome. It... Hey, speaking of Hulu, are we ever getting a sequel to Hellraiser or what? I don't think so. Aww. I, I have not seen a single rumbling on that. Yeah. And frankly, I mean, it, it's now Zaslav's company, so I think we know where this is going. But there was supposed to be an HBO Hellraiser series yeah. that is still technically in development, but I haven't seen a lot of movement on it. Well, mm-hmm. boo! I enjoyed that. Oh, they'll finish it and then tax write it. Tax write it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd like to see them do that for a whole series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. My likes will come true very soon, I'm sure. Really? So this uh, new Prey thing, is it, uh, is it Helen uh, Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren yes. uh, out on the prairie? Fight? It is. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Ooh. And then flash forward, it's Kevin Costner. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's going to be a Kevin Sorbo film, and it's going to be called Prey, P-R-A-Y. <laughs> There nice. you go. And Jim Caviezel <laughs> is going to come in at the last minute and save the universe and, and pull the predator or... off of the little child and say, I have saved you from predator trafficking. <laughs> and, and then everyone's going to clap their hands and. Uh, Studios and, wouldn't make that. And, and, and Ben Shapiro will fart and be like, Yeah. Yeah. Whimsical. <laughs> Very whimsical. Mm. <laughs> Patrick Warburton. Yeah, okay. The guy from the Speaking Tick, of... Rules of Engagement. No, uh, no, 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 no. The guy from the Soren intro. Sure. Come on, man. <laughs> Soren over California. Yeah, I, I get it, but that's not what he's known for. But Bullshit. Yes, you, yeah, he is. You if, Deb are... were, if Deb were here, she'd you... tell you. He's known for putty <laughs> in Seinfeld. Technically, you are right, Barry. <laughs> He's, the best kind He's of known right. as the voice of Superman in the Seinfeld American <laughs> Express commercials. <laughs> <laughs> that I can get behind. Yeah. It's set to star and produce in a film titled The Unearthly. Uh, this is an indie film that will blend together elements of sci-fi, comedy, and horror. In The Unearthly, quote, a team of paranormal investigators live stream a Halloween special ghost hunt of a notorious haunted mansion, finding the source of the evil at hand to be far more deadly than they ever could have imagined, unquote. Now, Warburton will take on the role of Tank McRae, an old-school paranormal investigator in the style of Ed Warren and Peter James, who hosted over 20 live television specials in the 90s before an incident ruined his career. Stubborn and egotistical, he likes to do things his way. He doesn't trust technology, relying on his analog tape recorder, archaic EMF meter, and his own smarts in his ghost hunting. His goal is to reclaim the glory and success he enjoyed at the peak of his fame, unquote. Now, the movie will be directed by Josh Sternfeld, who did Fortress, Sniper's Eye, from a script written by Michael K. Anderson, Patricia A. Benatti, uh, Jeff Knight, and John Gross. Uh, Sternfeld added, quote, the script has all the makings of a wild comedy horror combo. Having always loved the films like The Cabin in the Woods and Shaun of the Dead, I know we're prepping to bring another original gem to this genre, unquote. I say I'm on board for this. This sounds like a fun thing. Could be. Could be real real time. Words not coming to mouth. Could be real fun. I, 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 I'm in. I mean, Warburton. 
Yeah. I have to say, I just I got an image of Warburton being serious. <laughs> and I would love him as I think about it. You know, we talk about all of these Superman-esque thingies that we'd love to see. I would love to see an angry, evil-faced Warburton like doing Irredeemable. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I think that that would just... Just imagine him just being an absolute bastard. I don't know. I just... I no, just no, I'm sold, it. Dude. Cause, cause I just, you know... Better than this ghost hunting crap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a fun story to be oh, mined here. Come this on. You lose War- me at ghost hunting. Yeah, but it's Warburton. But it's ghost hunting. It's a parody of ghost hunting. Is what yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. Oh, yeah. Warburton's a parody of a person. He's great. No, but Funny. I like this well, whole. I love this whole idea of anti-airplaning Warburton. Right? He's yeah. known for these comedies. Let's Robert stack him in opposite way and give him something serious. Wouldn't? Yeah. I, I just, yeah, yeah. I looked at that face and just put the right arch in the eyebrow and that sneer to the mouth and. Suddenly, that that's actually kind of scary. Hmm. Yeah, I want to see what I want to see at the end because oh boy, uh, the the Warrens. I want to see at the end of this movie, uh, the Warrens come in with a camera crew and take all the credit for whatever happened. In the <laughs> Ninety that would be minutes. Spot on. That would be a perfect <laughs> ending. Oh, I love it. I don't even know what that means. I, uh, the Ed and Lorraine Warren were notorious for slapping their name on something and claiming that they had investigated, for instance, the Amityville horror. They showed up for five minutes and were like, oh, yeah, this is haunted. And then they went home <laughs> and became big names for doing that. Yeah, Hucksters, through and yeah. through. And, and it's what the Conjuring movies are based on those characters. <laughs> Very loosely, very loosely, <laughs> like 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 paste, like on a, a sand island, quickly being shifted away from shore. But uh, uh, and they've announced that the fourth one is the last of the Conjuring films. By the way, then. oh, and and that's and that's the thing that tears me up because the Conjuring movies are really they're actually really good. good, yeah. But I hate that they're based on these two carnival hucksters. Yes, but not not. I mean, carnival hucksters would go oh. <laughs> yeah so banal oh so banal uh, just just the fact that you know annabelle's a raggedy end doll but it's, yeah. it's all yeah. of it mm. i should have been a carnival huckster you are a carnival huckster I missed my calling no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> you embody it you just school for that yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, I mean, kind of, yeah. yeah. Clown it's a school of hard knocks. You Thank just, you. You just show up, and you know they'll make you do the ring toss. You know, <laughs> next next time the uh, you know the Italian food festival comes around, why don't you go hang out by the rides and say, hey, how do I get into this joint? I'll bet you they'll take you in. Yeah, uh, I'll yeah. bet you because I paid them to take you in and take you away. <laughs> the San Gennaro festival. I, I want. Yep, I want you to. My mom got taken by a huckster. The uh, Fucking dirty carny. Is, is there. that how you got around? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. She throws the ping pong ball. It goes in the little goldfish, and he's like, "Congratulations! Take A this whack. fucking kid!" Yeah. Whack! Whack! Not We think you. We think he's from Colombia. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> you got me. It was either this. Or a Cupid doll. Yeah. <laughs> we dad's found it. Like, <laughs> your dad's like, what the? 
fuck are you bringing home from then? She's like, I want him. <laughs> you can't take this from me. I popped the balloon. <laughs> I knocked over the milk bottles. They say he was found on the Tilt-A-Whirl. <laughs> Which, again, explains a lot. <laughs> I choose to believe that's my origin story. And as I don't really know my origin story, I can choose that one. There you well, go. What ride do you think Barry was found on? Write to us. <laughs> Comments at GeekShockPodcast.com. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know it pops away. Oh, wow. Oh. Hey, yo, a boom, a wow. Congratulations to Microscope on winning whatever we send you. <laughs> we have so many choices now. And I want to thank our tier two members, send Mike and Ma Mama Ninja Scoop. <laughs> I'm going to send you a baby in the mail. <laughs> you, you can raise your own berry. <laughs> They're like seahorses. Or chia pets. <laughs> sea monkey berry. <laughs> Just put it in the water and watch it swim. Oh, you truly come from brine shrimp. It makes sauce. <laughs> uh, Mike M., Mama Ninja Scoop, Heidi Johnson, David Highbriar, Scoop Bucky, Aaron Esquire, Mitty Scoop, Two is One, Leon Mitt, Scoopy Ramon, Gelato Steve, David Farrar, and of course our Tier 4 members, Deb T., J.R. Conkle, Tier 5 members, Atomic Gumby, Glumly, Mad Martron, and Jeff Harris. And our song, theme song, is called The Burning Light, and you can find that at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch from song creator Sam Hefferden. And of course, thank you, dear listener. It's you that we make fun of Barry for. It's all <laughs> for you. <laughs> I got this Italian baby in my head. With, he smokes a cigar, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's already got pomade in his hair. Uh huh. He's got yeah. pomade, and he's holding an Italian sub. <laughs> and, and all this annoyance is making me long for episode 719. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. <laughs> With Professor Biggs. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. And coming soon, Inbred. B-R-E-A-D. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right. The, the people don't know unless they watch the, the, uh, the uh, thing uh, with uh, stuff. Yeah, oh. How about that? Oh. oh you should have talked about it. I think oh. you did this week. <laughs> uh. We'll talk about it now. Coming soon, a sister podcast to this, Inbred. You the can... Sandwich Podcast. We're going to talk about nothing but sandwiches. It could be me and Jeff. And you know what's funny? I'm not even kidding. This is true. This <laughs> is really, really happening. You, you, some of you said you wanted it, so you're getting it. That's right. I bought the domain name and everything. Inbred Podcast. B-R-E-A-D. Inbred Podcast. <laughs> if there's nothing there right now, so you go there. There's nothing. But uh, there will be <laughs> soon. The, the tagline is, you thought you hated Episode 719. Well, get a load of this shit. <laughs> Brought to you from the man found in a manger of cotton candy <laughs> and bread. That's probably why I hate cotton candy. <laughs> with sucking on a bottle of grappa with a nipple on the end. I'm a kid. Limoncello, maybe. <laughs> deep fried limoncello. Let's go. Right. Yeah. How the fuck do you deep fry limoncello? Oh, they'll find a way. They always find a way. Indeed. Indeed.